The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Are You Afraid? Double Feature, Part 2, Death Valley. Brought to you by KHS News from the West, a PoppyChuloRadio.com original series, Poppy Chula Radio, celebrating a decade of podcasting excellence. Today is Thursday, October 7th, 2021, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Aruz. During this podcast, we'll be having an in-depth discussion on FX's American Horror Story, Double Feature. Please welcome my co-host, Odina Gonzalez. Hi there. Priscilla Rocha. Hey, everybody. And Madison Fitzpatrick. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Let's jump into our recap of Season 10, Episode 8, which was titled Inside and aired October 6th. 2021. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. The president struggles with the morality of a deal he must make. Bum, bum, bum. That's it. It's a sentence. Short, sweet, simple, straight to the point. So let's talk about it. And we're going to do what we did last time, which is we'll focus on the stuff in black and white in the past first. And this time around, we jump to the 1960s. The theremin joined us as well. Um, it you know, continued its, its uh, decade journey. And... Uh, we pick up Eisenhower and Nixon together, basically going over the fact that Nixon does not believe that the new president, JFK, will, uh, will keep the deal that Eisenhower made with the aliens private. He, he feels, Nixon feels, that JFK will disclose it to the public because it's Catholic and the Catholic guilt and all that kind of stuff. So they end up, both of them, Eisenhower and Nixon, they go to JFK at the White House and they present to him all of the information uh, about this deal. We learn a little bit more about it, just a hair more. Basically, every year... Aliens will abduct and experiment on 5,000 Americans. And in exchange for that, the U.S. will get a boatload of alien technology that they can use to advance Americans, you know, we can beat the Russians, basically, is, you know, the, the whole theme of the episode is, well, if, you know, we don't take the deal, they're going to go over to Russia. So we took the deal. Uh, what else ends up happening? So JFK ends up spilling all of the tea, not to Jackie, his wife, no, to his boothang, Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe is not shocketed by any of this because she had her own close encounter of the teddy bear kind when she was a young girl. Uh, you know, there was a mysterious teddy bear that popped up on her bed one night after beams of light. The teddy bear's eyes grew quite large, and she never saw the teddy bear again, ever again. So, there was that. Um, Nixon warns Eisenhower that JFK is getting skittish because he's performing his own test studies and that sort of thing. And uh, all of a sudden, 
JFK is assassinated. So, y'all can put two and two together. We get a flashback within the flashback. We get a little bit more of um, the initial deal-making time with Eisenhower and with the alien named what was that was once named Maria. Uh, Maria ended up uh, kabooming herself, uh, you know, brain explodes, head stuff. And that alien, I guess, maybe it's the same one, ended up crawling into Mamie Eisenhower, Eisenhower's wife. And uh, so the aliens are using Eisenhower's wife as leverage so that Eisenhower makes the deal. Because it seemed as if Eisenhower is being a little skittish. Clearly we know, based off of the rest of the flashbacks, that he does make the deal. So there's that. So let's talk about everything in the 1960s slash 50s. Because we go back to the 50s again. What did we think of it in all of its black and white glory? I want to start off with Odina. And, and I want to let you know that we all, for the most part, enjoyed the black and white side of the episode last week. I'm curious what you thought, because you were not here with us last week. Uh, we'll talk about everything in its technicolor glory in a little bit. But let's talk about the black and white stuff, Odina. What did you think of everything in the 60s slash 50s? Um, well, I mean, okay, so I do prefer the black and white, um, I guess, story thread. I don't know, like, it's hard to kind of say which one's, like, the primary storyline, to be honest. But I prefer this one. I find just, like, the ambiance of it, and again, how they filmed and shot everything, to be more creepy. I also just like the cheesiness of, like, doing classical horror tropes in black and white, so that's beautiful. As far as the actual storyline I find it intriguing because when you see the aliens in the first episode kind of like I guess invade the human body you like assume that they appear to them in like this gust of like there was like a tornado I don't even know what the fuck that was but like you don't really ever see them actually I guess go into or embody like the human vessel so I find it intriguing that like the alien that was in Maria like somehow jumped into like the president's wife and we don't actually see that process and then it's also to beg the question because I think when like they kind of reveal that they are inside the president's wife it says let us but like it's almost like one singular consciousness conscience i don't know how to say that but yes yeah it's just very they're all cool. connected like the marvel yeah, universe they're, they're all connected <laughs> they're all connected all infinity stones so like i'm just kind of curious to see how that works i mean as far as the whole like i'm a history buff so i do like seeing marilyn monroe jfk i'm like ooh the tea but overall i think it's interesting how they kind of play on, like, horror tropes as well as tropes from the era. Like, JFK being this do-gooder, like, no, I have to tell the people. But it's like, what are you really going to tell them? Like, would people even believe you? You would look like a crackhead. Like, no one would believe you. And so then, yeah, him getting shot. I mean, he actually gets shot in real life, so that happens. But, like, it's also not surprising that it would happen after that. Again, we can put two and two together. I'm just, I find this plot line more interesting than the Technicolor stuff. It just grabs my attention more. I want to know to, like, what extent they're going to go with this whole, like, technology. Because when you think about it, you're like, if you're the president or, like, CIA, intelligence, whatever, okay, like, you cut this deal with America, but, like, what is stopping these aliens from going to Russia and any other country anyways and doing the exact same thing in those countries anyways? Like, you have no assurance. They can literally blow people up with, like, the force of their minds. Like, their heads just get exploded. So, like, what are you... What would be the point of cutting a deal? And, like, yeah, I just find it very interesting, but we'll talk about the entirety altogether. But that was my take on the black and white stuff. All right. Priscilla, what about you? What did you think of the black and white story that was shown in uh, this episode? I think it's just a continuation of what we saw in the beginning of the last episode. I think I think it's um, 
it continues the story and it kind of shows how the president made a deal and how he, he, the deal is that 5,000 Americans are given, say, every year for guaranteed technology and safety from the aliens. And you kind of wonder what or not whether the deal is a good deal. And that's pretty much what JFK was wondering when he's like, should we tell the American people? And ultimately, like, it doesn't matter whether or not, like, you want to tell the truth or not. Like, ultimately, the aliens will shut you down, considering his head got exploded. So, like, it's just, like, isn't it all too, like, obvious that the aliens probably had something to do with his death? And probably had something to do with Marilyn Monroe's death later on, too. Well, yeah. I mean, clearly. <laughs> also, Good. sorry, mm-hmm. I just wanted to ask a question. Like, if you're in it, why wouldn't you just inhabit the president's body and just be like, we're doing this instead of, like, bargaining with him? Um, you're trying to be logical in a horror the- production, Odina. No. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Priscilla. <laughs> Go ahead, I think bodies for long because that's why that's why the 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 woman's head exploded when she oh like they're like a ticking time bomb yeah oh that's interesting yeah. I like that theory I just thought that she was done with Maria and she figured or they whomever the aliens figured you know clearly Maria's not working the typical American uh, suburban housewife so let's jump to uh, someone a little bit more personal no i i honestly think like they were they were already trying to intimate that that they can't really survive off of being like just parasites in humans for very long and they can't survive making humans like making a baby very well either so that's what they're trying to experiment that's what they're trying to make like a hybrid correct yes yeah. oh that makes so much more sense well like, yeah that, yeah okay. exactly Whoa, don't worry we're gonna talk all about that yes <laughs> maddie Fitz, let's bring you into the conversation let's talk about everything black and white yeah i mean i i do like the black and white um kind of era that we're in definitely the ambiance soundtrack that they have going on with the woo like <laughs> that is quite I, I mean just interesting and just alien to begin with you know the classics um but I kind of found this whole um part of the black and white thing kind of um I don't know I want to say unnecessary this whole storyline of this episode because I understood it in the last episode because it kind of explained that the aliens got there. They are kind of invading, blah, 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 blah. And then we see in the second half of the episode, the color, where the aliens are obviously still impregnating people. So I kind of found it almost pointless in the in the respect of, well, okay, obviously we know that this treaty thing is going to be continuing. It's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. So I was kind of like almost like what's the point like I hope something else in the storyline happens that it's gonna make it worth it you know showing us really what happened because I feel like we kind of already got all the answers in the first episode um I don't know that's just my opinion you know I don't disagree with you on that so okay because I have complicated feelings about this half of the season, period. Um, The black and white stuff is really good. Like, I am enjoying it 100%. I'm in it. I don't mind sort of like a revisionist history where... I don't think that this genre is called that, though. I I forget what it's called where where you go back into history and then you you change it for fictional purposes. Um... Historical fiction? Historical fiction. I guess that is what it is. Yeah, historical fiction. Well, hello. We uh, we learned about it from our girl, Belle Noir, a couple episodes ago in her flashback story. So we're getting historical fiction here where, you know, 
the presidents knew about the aliens and uh, the reason JFK died was because he was going to go public with the alien stuff. Probably, as Priscilla said, I think we all assume that uh, we will see Marilyn Monroe die because she knows about the alien threats and all that kind of stuff. It's it's fascinating. It's interesting. Um, you know, it's not to the levels of Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, but it is kind of ridiculous in, in, in the, um, in, in how intriguing it is. Cause it's like, what if, you know, Marvel, you're not the only ones that can do a what if, I guess, but, um, uh, just fun, poking fun at Marvel tonight, apparently. Um, so it's, so it's interesting. It's fascinating to me. Uh, did I need the flashback within the flashback? I don't know if I needed it. I, I guess we needed it because we needed to see that Mamie was all of a sudden the vessel for the aliens. But it was a little strange that we were already starting in the past and then we go way back to the past. Uh, American Horror Story does like its flashbacks, even flashbacks within flashbacks. So it, it's part of the AHS trope. Um, my whole concern with all of this is, and it's the same thing that we bitched about during Red Tide, this should have been its own season. Like, Red Tide should have been its own season. And by that I mean, it should have had more episodes. I know that we complained about Red Tide's finale, but maybe if they would have had more time to build up as opposed to rushing to the end of Red Tide's finale, maybe it, it would have been a stronger, sharper story. I know that we always talk about on other shows where there are so many episodes, so if they, they would have tightened it up, and if it would have been less episodes, it would have been better. I think AHS this season is suffering because it doesn't have enough time to fully express the story that they want to express. If Red Tide had been the 10 episodes of this season, maybe it would have been expressed better. We would have had all of our questions answered. We would have had all of the characters be able to fully express an arc versus everything kind of getting truncated in that rush to the finale final episode. And my concern right now with Death Valley is we only have four episodes. It is running at a breakneck pace. Next week is the penultimate, and then we have the last episode of Death Valley. And I feel like we've had no time for anything. Like, what they could have done, you know, just a sort of armchair showrunner right now, is they could have done five episodes in the past, setting up... You know, this alien conspiracy, this deal, this thing that, you know, presidents know and all this kind of stuff. So we can even go from black and white into color with the presidency. And then the final five episodes could have been, you know, Joe Schmo and Jane Schmo, Gen Z, getting abducted, experimented on, the pregnancy, the birth... Uh, clearly some of them are going to survive, some of them are not. So we could have seen that as like the final five episodes, as kind of like, you know, the the rush of, oh my god, this is what it looks like when it happens, or something like that. I don't know. But, um, I, I, yeah, so I find the black and white into color kind of jarring, because they don't even try to do, you know, something as a proper segue. It's like we end the black and white, we go into commercial, and then we're immediately in the present day in color. And it's kind of jaunting and jarring, and uh, it's not working for me. Unfortunately. I don't know if anybody else feels the same way. No, I'll agree. Like, just the... Especially because we're still in the middle of trying to figure out what the fuck is even going on. To just keep jumping between the two is disjarring and, like, uncomfortable at best. It's also weird because I had a thought watching this episode. I'm like, they could have easily tied in, like, this, I guess, like, this story with Red Tide. Like, they would have had a perfect segue 
you could have used the aliens to, like, it's alien blood that's in the pills. And then, like, the chemist has a connection to the American government. Like, there are so many different ways you could have just made this a more fleshed out, intricate, and better story while telling, like, I guess, multiple, like, two different stories. They didn't have to be, like, super connected, but you could have loosely connected them. But, yeah, I think I'd agree with the same thing. I think this suffers from... One, being way too short in season, and then two, wasting what time they do have with, like, nothingness. Like, as much as I do like the black and white stuff, I will agree with Maddie Fitz. Like, it's not necessarily, like, something we needed to see. Like, you could have used your time a lot better. I'm kind of, like, worried that this is going to be another red tide, and I'm just going to get to the end of this and be like, okay, I'm, I'm over it. But let's, fingers crossed. Yeah, I'm worried about exhaust by the end of the season. Because we are moving really fast. And uh, especially, well, we'll talk about the present day stuff in a moment. It's just jumping so fast. And it's it, we're not getting a moment to really breathe and understand what the severity of everything that's going on. I mean, we understand the severity, but you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not getting a chance to breathe, period. To process is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. But I, I do co-sign. The black and white stuff is interesting. I'm enjoying Neil McDonough as uh, Eisenhower. I'm enjoying uh, Sarah Paulson as uh, Mamie Sue. Uh, Eisenhower. Uh, I, I think she's fantastic. I'm in, I enjoyed her uh, becoming the alien and her interpretation. I thought the effects were really cool because I don't think I really noticed last time that it isn't just that your eyes turn white. It's that your eyeball rolls into your back of your head so you're seeing just the whites of the eye. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I like that. Yeah, I noticed that too. And and out of all of like, and, okay, so what I also find extremely frustrating with what we have seen so far is that the the alien, I don't know, group or whatever species is nothing but like it's not consistent at all. So we get some sort of interaction with the alien and a human where they possess the body, make them levitate and their eyes go backwards. Then we have actually seen bodies like humanoids type thing, human figures that have the big alien eyes, you know, no clothes, the typical alien that we all know from, you know, science fiction. And then we have all these tentacle things. So it's like, I feel like there's so much inconsistencies with the actual alien, this this alien species, that I don't know what to expect from it and what to think about it. You know what I mean? That's a good point. I think they're trying to throw almost a- every alien trope at us. And unfortunately, it's it's a little bit too much. And one of the things, just to go back to what I was sort of bitching about, one of the things that would clear this up is that they had more time because they could actually explain stuff. Hell, we could... American Horror Story loves a flashback episode. We saw that during Red Tide. They could have done an entire flashback episode that's focused from specifically from the alien POV. We don't have time for that. So we have two episodes left. So, you know, if they had more time, they could express everything that they want to express. Unfortunately, they're kind of just throwing a lot at us, and we're supposed to be able to take it all in, but it it is making it a bit jarring, confusing, and just very mucho, if I'm just being honest. It, it's a lot. This is a whole lot, and we only have two episodes left. Or if they wanted to be really cute and clever, considering they tease this entire, like, season with, like, sirens or whatever the heck they were, you could have made the aliens, like, something out of Pacific Rim where, like, the aliens were coming out of the ocean instead. Like, that would have been a cool but twist. But they have tentacles, so they might come out of the ocean. But I don't know. They do have tentacles. That like, makes sense. Like, that's what I'm saying is, like, they're using, like, oh, they're coming from the sky, like Jeff said, like, that kind of alien trope. But then the intro, there's tentacles and all this. I'm like, you would have had a better and more cohesive plan to just stick it to the one thing, 
keep the tentacles themed. Again, you could tie that even into the first half of this season, double feature that. But, like, it's just, it's like they're having one too many ideas at the same time, don't have enough time to flesh it out, and, like, they are just kind of going almost for, like, a, I don't even know, like, cheesy, stereotypical horror, I guess, but it's kind of just, like, people flock to American Horror Story for, like, the twists that you get on those horror tropes, not, like, you poorly writing, like, some M. Night Shyamalan version of it. Not to say that this is gonna do that, but I'm so upset over last, last half of the season. Well, just a quick little thing. Uh, we have to remember, Sirens is what the AHS community thought. It was based off of the promotional imagery. Based off of what we saw in Red Tide, those creatures with the pointy teeth and the bald heads were the festers. They weren't really sirens. So, we can blame the AHS community for that trying to figure things out. That is very fair, but I... That last season, I'm still drinking. I know. We had a, the great theory with the sirens, and I I will go to the grave saying that was a fantastic theory that AHS should have, could have stolen from us if they would have had a time machine to listen to us talk about it and then go back in time to fix everything that they actually ended up doing. Uh, yes, such is life. So any other thoughts on the black and white before we head into Technicolor? Do you think Mamie was an alien before the aliens were discovered? I found Mamie hella suspicious all of last episode, or at least the half so that was I. black and white, and all yeah. of this episode. Yeah, I, I like she just was everything she said, and maybe it's Sarah Paulson, and so we expect stuff from Sarah Paulson. She's not going to just be some one-off character. Uh, but yeah, I found her hella suspicious, like. I was like, is she going to be revealed to be an alien from the beginning? Uh, But then it was revealed here, and it seems as if, you know, what was being alluded to is that it was the Maria alien jumping into her, you know, we had to get rid of that vessel, so now we have one, you know, it's close to you, so to make your decision easier, and that sort of thing. But she was very suspicious. I co-sign. Because, oh, well, I didn't mention this part. The part of the flashback was... That with the whole deal thing, um, Eisenhower is a little wary of the deal. Uh, and so uh, when uh, Mamie finds out, well, she, Eisenhower ends up telling her about everything, she ends up talking to Nixon, Eisenhower's vice president, and is like, you're going to have to push him to accept the deal because it's the best deal in the world. And so, uh, you know. Uh, Nixon goes and does that. Then Eisenhower basically blows up and at uh, Mamie and is like, "How dare you?" and all this kind of stuff. So uh, Mamie had her no pun intended, or maybe pun intended. I don't know her tentacles in this, <laughs> you know, which was interesting. Um, I should also note that um, the aliens' big test subject, Amelia Earhart, died giving birth, and the little baby alien died. Eisenhower shot him. Which that is was interesting. Badass. That, that was, was badass. Shout out to Eisenhower. I will never look at you the same. <laughs> so yes, and we never got the brownies that Mamie was making. They probably tasted like ass. Also, I guess, yeah, so I'm going to assume that the aliens have one conscious mind, Because they also said, like, when they were explaining that they had inhabited Mamie or whatever, they were like, oh, she's in here and she's not, like, happy about it. So I'm assuming, like, even when aliens are inhabiting the vessel, the person, it's like, get out. Like, the person's in, like, the sunken place trying to get out, I guess. Yeah. I would assume the same thing. Yes. So... It's fascinating that that tiny little line from uh, um, from what, what's uh, Kaya Gerber's professor. Kaya Gerber is um, Kendall. Kendall's professor. You know the amount of technology over the past fifty years. It's it's crazy. That little line 
was all sort of an, an allusion to uh, Eisenhower and his deal with the aliens. Um, yes. So, speaking of Kendall, let's get into the present day. So, it looks like it's just really the next day, and all four of them, Kendall, Cal, Troy, and Jamie, are basically nine months pregnant. <laughs> like, they are showing in a big way. They're on their way to Jamie's um, gynecologist. And they're going to get an ultrasound. And they're trying to figure out exactly what's going down. So the doctor does the ultrasound. Oh, I will say everyone's in sort of incognito to not show their baby bumps. Uh, the gynecologist ends up doing, or she's an OB, yeah, OBGYN, you know what I'm saying. Ends up doing the um, ultrasound on Jamie. And she freaks out. She leaves to make a call. I mean, if the rest of them didn't find that hell is suspicious, come on, y'all. So they do an ultrasound on Troy. Kendall performs it, and they see what's inside. It's it's an alien. It's an alien baby. Point blank. And the period. While the doctor is making a phone call to consult with another doctor... Uh, a mysterious black man shows up. Men in black show up. They're like, oh, you're consulting with that doctor, right? You haven't spoken to them, right? No, no, no. Bam! She gets murked. Not once, but twice. I mean, really? <laughs> okay. Why did he shoot her twice with two different guns? That's what <laughs> I want My assumption <laughs> is so that if police find it, they think it's something. It's whatever story they, they're leaving so that police think it's something rather than what it actually is. I don't know. It's just weird that there's like, first he shoots her and then he shoots her again, but with a completely different looking gun. I'm like, I was like, what is that going to like, like uh, disintegrate her or something? Like, what was the point of that? I, yeah. Yes. And so the four of them get tranked. They wake up. Well, not all of them. Well, they are, they are all on a ship. Kendall ends up waking up. She chats with a mysterious person about their predicament. The mysterious person really doesn't answer any of her questions, but is like, you know, this is for the future. And she's like, oh, the, the human race's future? She's like, nah. Our future. Burm, burm, burm. She ends up in a cafeteria type of location where there are cubes with weird looking insects type of things in the cubes that are nutritional. Uh, we see Steve Jobs up there chatting with, um, what, what do they call her? Calico? Um, what was her name? Yeah, I think it was Calico or something. Calico. Uh, our girl, Leslie Grossman. And, uh, yes, her name was Calico. Um, chatting with her. We find out through just a conversation that she has with the four of them when they all find each other that she had been abducted, like, in the 60s, 70s in Vegas. Uh, she was, like, a showgirl. And she is, like the the perfect vessel for them so she hasn't aged she's been stuck on their ship i'm guessing and uh, they just use her to to breed over and over and over again uh troy is not down for any of this he causes a scene and they send him immediately to the the labor room and he meets um Someone who uh, the Wikipedia is calling Theta, a.k.a. Angelica Ross, a half-human, half-alien hybrid. He just wants to know how's that baby coming out of him. He doesn't get the answer. She basically just says life finds a way, which that kind of means, in my opinion, that baby's going to just burst through you. Uh, probably going to eat you alive. I don't know. Uh, there, there are some that eat the, you know, eats their their vessel. We uh, we have all seen the movie Alien. We know how it works. <laughs> exactly. So, and that's where we're left with things because it looks like Troy is about to give birth 
because he's bleeding from the mouth, and that's usually not a good sign. So, things go from zero to a bajillion for these four over the course of this episode. So let's talk about it. What did we think of this? Are we worried for them? Do we think any of them are going to survive? I have a theory as to the one that I think is going to survive. Um, yeah. What did we think of Theta? What did we think of Calico? Steve Jobs? Hey. Right. Right? Are we not going to talk about that and what the hell? I know. Maddie Fitz, start us off. <laughs> I said Or actually, Odina. Well, she they were, in. like, in a metaphorical heaven. Because I was like, oh, my God, Steve Jobs. Like, he passed on to heaven. <laughs> like, I was so confused for a minute. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, when I saw him, I was like, okay, turtleneck and glasses. That's all I need to know to, like, confirm what's happening. And, I mean, this this part uh, of the episode I actually liked a little bit more, which was surprising because, you know, we all kind of hated on it the first time uh, last episode. But, um, I mean, I'm just, I'm just so kind of tired of the whole alien abduction pregnancy type thing. I get it that they're doing a new twist, that it's they're doing this because they're trying to, I guess, save this alien race cool uh but just a little bored i guess i would say um the whole fact that they're making males pregnant is kind of interesting obviously like troy was saying where's the baby gonna come out like a huge concern number one um and when troy kind of you know got up and he started yelling out i would be like yeah yeah i don't think i would be as compliant as everybody else is being that's that's for sure um, but even what you were saying, Jeff, like you kind of have an idea of who might survive. I think it's a little too obvious and I think it's a little annoying. Um, in my opinion, I think Kendall, if anything is going to survive and yes. I find her annoying in the way of, you know, she, she'll like pose a question. She'll be like, well, like, obviously like the aliens are doing this and, and it's like, yeah, duh, obviously. Like why, why does she have <laughs> to be the one that has to come to the conclusion of everything? Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, duh, like, have you ever seen an alien movie or like sci-fi or, you know, so it's, it's kind of annoying. It's, they're almost like dumbing down her character in a way. So, I mean, to me, just the character is just annoying. And I feel like, I don't know. If it were me, I would be up in arms just like Troy. I would want answers and stuff like that. But I loved, um, uh, I want to say Leslie Grossman. <laughs> no. Calico. Um, what's her name? Is it Leslie Grossman? Calico. Yeah, yeah yes. Her yeah, Leslie yeah, Grossman. Okay. But the character's um, Calico. Yeah, I loved seeing her again just because, like, I think she's just so brilliant so she did her character well at first i thought it would have been really really cool if she was like dolly parton or something like that <laughs> um but yeah i just i mean and then seeing um angelica ross when i started hearing her talk when she had her mask on i immediately knew it was her and then it took me a while to notice that her fingers were really really long <laughs> um but other than that i think that her character is actually quite interesting because she's almost like the mother of all of these, um, you know, people who are in labor and stuff and are pregnant. She's like the, I guess, like midwife of everybody. Um, and she's clearly a half breed that maybe they're trying to get into a full breed, right? Or something like that. And I don't know. But I think her character is going to be really, really awesome. I hope they do more with her. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like this part a little bit more, but still like not surprised, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, and, and we're sharing the same wavelength. Uh, I think Kendall is the one that's going to survive as well. I'll just say this, and I usually do not like to insult actors and their acting ability, but her whole scene, her one-on-one -on -one scene with uh, Theta, didn't work for me. Like, she didn't bring the real emotion that I was hoping whoever it was going to be the character that was going to have that... Um, you know, conversation with Theta with, she didn't bring it to me. It, I found that scene a little cringe, and it was the acting choices. And I was just like, ooh, you need to do better. Because this is a show with 
that that has had legends and I'm like come on this is this was not feeling it not feeling it sorry Kaya Gerber but I'm just you know speaking the truth and you've got the money for the acting coaches I'm just saying uh, may I may I also say I am glad well we don't know if she's going to be the one that survives but I feel like it's just it's going to be Kendall and I'm glad it's Kendall cuz I just don't like the idea of Jamie being the one that survives because you know listen I I enjoy that they brought at least a, a tiny bit of diversity to this this friend group um but just you know having a young black woman in this it, it, it's I don't want to use the word triggering because I feel like triggering is so fucking overused. But it does make me wince a little bit, you know, because it harkens back in my mind. And yes, I'm going to go there to like slavery. You know, we have, you know, this master class that's using a young black woman, you know, as basically to breed her. And it just, the, the imagery in my mind is like, I just... You know, I, I'd rather Jamie die than to her be, like, this ideal one that, like, Calico is. You know what I'm saying? I feel like well, having... Wouldn't you rather have her be the final girl as opposed to have her be the typical black girl dies in a scary movie? No, because I feel like the final girl will be a breeder, like Calico, like Kendall. Like, I don't oh, feel like don't any of these escape? people are going to escape. Oh... I don't have any hope for them. I feel like they're either going to be breeders on the ship or whatever that hell that Shangri-La place is that they are, or they're going to die. Troy clearly okay. is going to die in the next episode. So I'd, Question, I'd much rather the rest die too. Question though. So if we're saying that like, okay, the final person becomes a breeder, right? Like Calico. What is Steve Jobs doing there then? Well, I feel like Steve Jobs, and they didn't express any of this, so this is just headcanon for me. Yeah. I feel like Steve Jobs benefited from the alien technology. I think they're hinting that Apple, you know, Mm. got the chance. Maybe they put in a contract to the government or something. Why would they Uh, keep there? I mean, I feel like in general, just based on what we've seen so far, considering that they are playing off of conspiracy theories in general, like, this gives me like, conspiracy theories where everybody's like, oh, Steve Jobs and, like, Jeff Bezos and all them, they're actually, like, lizard people. Like, that's what it's giving for me. Like, it's, like, yeah, true. we're going to play into that trope of, oh, these, like, top technology or top, like, rich people know about, like, aliens and they know about this thing and they're all a part of it. Yeah, true. That's what it, thinking, and because like, he he's... knew about it, you know, either they were going to kill him or they got to take him away, and maybe they gave him the option. And so he's yeah, like, well, take me away. I was just thinking, like, I'm like, okay, if they kept him, I'm like, is he a top breeder or whatever? And then if so, oh, God. what does that mean is for Troy? No, but it's like, it's like, how is he going to have multiple babies? Like, what what are they doing? Just, like, sew his stomach back up every time? Like, I was like, what? No, he's yeah, dead. No, that's true. Uh, Men are pretty much, like, dead once they get pregnant. There were other men there, so clearly they are breeding men. I mean, this wasn't just like a fluke thing with Cal and Troy. I would like to see it. I would like to see it. All I'm going to say is I hope none of them survive because that entire friend group annoys the fuck out of me. I co-sign Maddie Fitz. Kendall is the most annoying, quote, protagonist of AHS. I... It's just giving me, like, white girl entitlement. Like, oh, my God, guys, like, what's happening? I want to live in a bush with my professor that I, like, bang for straight A's (laughs) who hates technology. Like, shut up. Like, shut up. All of them are just so far. It's, I, yeah. I don't like this friend group at all. I do like that their plot this episode kind of advanced things or gave us more information. But I genuinely don't care what happens to them. I co-sign with that entirely. I want them all to die. There you go. Well, I feel like at least three of them are going to die in a very painful way. Priscilla, you haven't really said anything about the present day stuff, so let me bring you into the conversation. Um, 
I felt like the pregnancy bit, like when they when they all went to the to the to the OBGYN, I was like, do you guys want to keep the baby? Why are you all going to the OBGYN? Shouldn't you go to the abortion clinic? What the hell are you guys doing? I know. Where's Plant Parent? I brought it up in the previous episode. Oh well, yeah, you can't do it when it's nine months. But I, I was like, I thought they were gonna at least hint at that, but they didn't even mention it because they went from zero to a thousand from the last episode to this episode. I mean, if I mean, any, if anything, they could have, they could have gone to some sort of abortion clinic or something and said, just you know, C-section this out of me. You know what I'm saying? Because you could, yeah. I would assume you could survive if it gets C-section. I mean, once it starts wanting to come out, I mean, you can't stop that shit. Exactly. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like they, they kept it to the OBGYN because they wanted to show an image of, like, the, the fetus. The ultrasound, yeah. Yeah. But the, the, the plan to go to an OBGYN was just really weird to me. The alien... Uh, Oh, wait, go, go ahead, Priscilla, sorry. Sorry, and just Theta was really, like, cold to to Kendall. Like, I, I, liked, I liked the scenes with Theta, but Kendall herself didn't... I didn't feel pity for her. I should have felt pity. I should have felt anger for her. I should have felt, like, rage for the human race but all i felt was like damn this girl can't act like she can't act her way out of a paper bag like i, I can't oh, stop i can't it's true and she she just there was no emotion for that there was nothing it was cringe you were just like stepping on all these actors next you're like none of you can <laughs> Well, no, Troy, I felt his pain when he was like, what is Where is it coming out? Like, okay. Where is it going to come out? At him. I was just like, boy, if you don't sit down, like, you just got tranquilized by the fucking men in black. Like, stop. Like, I get not being compliant, but this is not the time nor the place. Your ass is Jewish. You literally have a baby in you. You got kidnapped. You're on, like, a spaceship for all we know. Like, you're going to get yourself in trouble. And he did. So, I mean, hey. I don't disagree with you. I I liked his acting choice, though. Like, I believed, based off of everything that we saw on his with his character in the previous episode, like, I believed him. Like, I believe that that's what he would have done. Was that the most appropriate thing for him to do? No, but I think a lot of that is just his white male rich privilege that came through. I mean, he was was a male Karen at that time. Like, I want to speak to the manager. I need to know where this baby's going to come out of. You know what I'm saying? So it fit his character, so I believed it. I think, like, if we were put in that position, I'd freak out a little bit too, you know? Well, I hope you wouldn't do what he did, because I would be yeah, like, as, I don't know her. When you're not, you're you can not take her away. I will pregnant. be compliant. Yeah, like I can, I understand his freak out, but like have it internally, honey. Like you're gonna get shot. You literally got the OBGYN shot by the government. Like you, that happened. You heard the gunshots. You saw them come in. You saw them like tackle and tranquilize your friends. Like. If you're going to have a breakdown, internalize it. You're either Gen Z or a millennial, so you're used to it. Just, like, Gen Z. try to survive. Calico's sitting here telling you to cool it. She's clearly been here for a hot minute. You need to just, like, sit down and listen. 100%. That's how you survive. At least until you die. Because I feel like the majority of them are going to die. But um, <laughs> that's just that's me. Uh, oh gosh. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, we didn't get the full-on body horror yet, but clearly stuff is going to come out. May I just say, just to co-sign and, and to harken back to the whole uh, Maddie Fitz point of the inconsistency, the consistent inconsistency with the alien stuff. So we look at the ultrasound, and the ultrasound baby looks Sort of kind of typical alien-ish. I was going to say this. Yes. The difference between when Amelia Earhart's thing pops out of her. Yeah. And like so maybe it's the, the technology. 
you know, because they're, I mean, clearly they have a half alien, half human as the midwife. So maybe it's technology that has advanced their, you know, their proper eugenics, basically, is what they're doing. Their eugenics is working to make, you know, I don't know. It's like, because they were talking about, like, we don't have, you know, there are diseases here. I'm like, just get the polio vaccine and tuberculosis and, you know, tetanus shot and you'll be fine, alien lady. <laughs> so... Y'all don't have to kidnap us. Aw. I, I don't know. I just, I feel like... I wish the alien fetus had been, like, one of those creepy alien fetuses, like, we see in the intro, with the teeth and stuff like that, or the tentacles, because we didn't see that at all in the ultrasound. They were, like, latching onto people's faces. That's pretty creepy. Oh well, th- well, those are the OG aliens, yeah. Okay, yeah, the OG. They well, were face huggers. We haven't seen the new ones. Like we don't know what they look like. That's now. what I mean. Everything is so like not consistent. We see so many different things, and it's just like I don't know. What watch the whole thing be like? There's no aliens at the end of the. the Could whole you season. imagine? <laughs> there's just no aliens. There are no aliens. <laughs> They're actually festers. It's actually the government. The government is uh, yeah. That's, That's what it's going to be. This whole this whole season is just blatant out conspiracy theories. What I do think we will get at the end of it all, at least I hope, is by the end of it, by the, the final scene that we see, which will probably be in the present day, I think after having seen four episodes where half of the episode is the black and white in the past, the deal and that sort of thing, we'll have a greater understanding of exactly... Like, what the hell we're seeing in the present day. Like, right now, we're just surmising, we're guessing, based off of just, you know, um, small lines of dialogue, and clearly we know that a deal was made, and we know that the aliens are trying to breed uh, a new breed of alien because, you know, they, they need to survive on Earth and that sort of thing. So we're guesstimating what's going down in the present day. I'm sure we will get more information in the next episode in the past and then in the final episode. And then we'll have at least a greater understanding of what we're watching. Uh, Maybe that's something that's also hindering the episode. You know, the half in black and white, half in color. I almost wish, maybe, that the first two episodes would have been in black and white. And the last two episodes would have been in color. We would have gotten all of the information, the f- those first two episodes. And then we would have just seen the craziness. Kind of like what I said before, if they would have expressed this in an entire season. Like the first five episodes in black and white, the next five in color. I think that, just to express what they want to express, that would have been better. I don't know if they're doing this because they're wanting us to guess along with it. Or maybe they have... As Odina was saying, some clever M. Night Shyamalan American horror story twist that it's because will be they expressed. Knew Kaya was insufferable, and they knew that they <laughs> had to go. stuff it up with something with some good acting. Well, there's that too. All right, everybody. Was there anything that I missed? A tiny little moment. Anything that y'all want to chat about, or maybe even bitch about before we head into the MVP? Mm-hmm. Well, let's do it. MVP time. The most valuable player. State which character impressed you throughout the episode and why. Once a character has been chosen, they cannot be selected again. So, choose wisely. Clearly, we know who will not be selected as MVP. So, (laughs) there are other options, though. Uh, Yes, uh, let's start off with uh, Odina. Who is your MVP and why? Uh, I'm going to go with Calico. Because... I think she was just a really cool character. I like the way she came onto the scene, and I find her position, as well as I'm sure her backstory, very interesting and intriguing. I think it's going to be kind of the key to understanding how, like, the pregnancy works, how, like, these abductions kind of work as well. So, yeah, I just really liked her. I think the actress, I forget her name, sorry, but... Um, I think she did a really good job, and I'm curious to see more about her. All right, we got Calico. Priscilla, your MVP and why? My MVP is Mamie Eisenhower, because 
she went from being like this character that was oh like so like forgettable or like just a uh just a wife to have you been an alien this whole time have you been plotting against eisenhower this entire time did you did you and moving the pieces along with getting richard nixon to to try and convince dwight d eisenhower to help and then getting possessed by an alien herself and showing like range by being an alien like it was just it was good amy eisenhower for sure maddie fitz um, surprisingly, I'm going with my last episode's MVP, uh, Mr. President. I just think that he was the only one, obviously, with his head on straight <laughs> in the whole episode. Besides, I mean, besides Kennedy, who wanted to tell the truth. Um, but just even in the flashbacks and stuff, when originally the uh, treaty was going to be made or, or you know, it was, it was propositioned, mm-hmm. I feel like he was the one who he was contemplating with his moral obligation to the people and then, you know, also dealing with all of his power hungry uh, colleagues and dealing with his wife. Um, So I just, I like his acting. I think his character is really um, interesting. Um, He's definitely showing range just in his um, expressions of, of like, you know, anger and contemplation and stuff like that. So yeah, he's my MVP. All right. So I will pick, and I don't think I would have picked him last week, but I, I will pick him this week. I'm going to give it to Troy. I really found his acting incredibly believable. For his character, the character that we were introduced to last week, I found him incredibly believable this episode. I know I called him a male Karen, and he was. Uh, he was He was basking in his male privilege white male privilege in this episode demanding to to speak to the manager but it fit with his character and i believed him and uh i i believed you know he he just wants to know where is it gonna come out uh he will find out in the next episode uh but yeah i i, I found him incredibly believable and uh, i i enjoyed that in him so, now it's time to rate the episode. How would you rate this episode on a scale of 1 to 10 UFOs? The point system is allowed. If you found the episode exceptional, deserving of more than a 10, you may grant it the coveted golden UFO. Let's start off with uh, the controversial Maddie Fitz. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Um... I mean, I was trying to think of what I what I rated it last time. Um, I think I'm gonna go probably a little higher if if I'm correct. I think I'm gonna go a seven out of ten, just because I think this episode was a little bit more of a step up from last one. Um, however, I mean, pr- seven is probably way too generous. Uh, just because, like I was saying, this is kind of almost getting boring because it's. Like, we have been saying this whole time, the same alien tropes, the same, you know, sci-fi alien world. Um, And there should be something new. There should be something American Horror Story twist, right? It's the twists and turns that make American Horror Story what it is. And I feel like we have yet to see that. So I'm hoping that in the next couple episodes we get, you know, a big twist or a big uh, change because it's almost the end of the season. And I mean... You know, the first couple episodes of this whole season were so good, and I just feel like it's been going downhill since then. So, yeah, a seven, but I I hope, you know, I hope I can give that golden UFO soon. You might have to put that golden back into your closet. I'm just saying. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not trying to to poo-poo the rest of this, but... um... We'll see, though. You never know. I mean, we had high hopes for the red tide, and then we just sort of sank into the bottom of the ocean. I know, I know. Yeah. Priscilla, how would you rate this episode? I'm going to have to go lower than last episode, just because I hated Kaya Gerber's performance in the in the present day. I felt like it dragged, it dragged down the present day episode significantly. I felt like 
the present day was just hindered the 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 past like a lot it was just it was a slag to see as opposed to the first episode where the present day was pretty good so i'm gonna give it a seven all right so we've got two sevens priscilla could you imagine paris jackson instead of kaya gerber right oh dang she would have brought it so good she would have brought it <sighs> Ryan wish. Murphy, you fucked up. I'm just saying. You picked the wrong next generation of Hollywood <laughs> for Death Valley. I'm just saying. Okay, Odina, what about you? I am going to continue the seven train. Only because this episode, I don't think it was a bad episode. I just think it's kind of suffering from what it suffered last season where it was like you have all these like threads that are leading kind of nowhere and you're running out of time to kind of like pull them together and make them a coherent story also because i'm not a fan of the present day peeps they are fucking annoying but still a seven because i like the black and white stuff i'm curious to see where it goes but i don't have much hope well, damn. <laughs> All right, Odina. Tell us how you really feel. Yes. <laughs> and I will co-sign with the sevens as well. Priscilla and I were the highest raters last week. We gave it an eight. And for all the reasons, I could just literally cut and paste what Priscilla said. Um, the storyline isn't bad. It's just kind of all over the place and I think a lot of that is you know just the same theme that I've been saying throughout the entire episode at least in my analysis it's that it's just four episodes so they're rushing a lot we're not really getting the chance to breathe we are allegedly supposed to care for characters that we don't care about because we don't really know them in the present day Kaya Gerber with you know that scene with her and Theta where we were supposed to really get the emotion and the drama and we're supposed to feel for her. It fell flat. We all know why. Um, so that hindered some of the present day stuff as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm just wanting more. And, and these episodes are just an hour. Like I mentioned last week, we don't seem to, at least thus far, we aren't getting extended episodes that are going an hour plus. And when I say hour, uh, for those that are watching it, you know, streaming or something. I'm just, I'm talking about an hour with commercials, you know, during the red tide side of the story, many of the episodes were like an hour and nine minutes. We even had one that was like an hour and a half with commercials. So we're just getting an hour. I feel like we need more. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, so I was still entertained. I, it's just, I have, much more complaints this week than I did last week. There was I saw the potential during the first episode of Death Valley, and uh, I feel like they're kind of squandering it a bit. So, on that note, join us next time for a brand new installment of Are You Afraid? Double Feature, Part 2, Death Valley. Here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Just search for Are You Afraid? Double Feature. And subscribe. Thanks, announcer. My co-hosts, please wish the listeners a good night. Uh, starting off with Odina. Is she munching on her little nutritional cube? <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, but good night, everybody, in the immortal uh, sounds and words of Maddie Fitz. Wee, wee, wee. 
Oh, that was good. That's a it's a theremin, um, Maddie Fitz. Just an FYI, you learn something I new think- every day, right? I guess I have to uh, practice my high pitch sounds, but yeah. Good night, everybody, and hopefully next time we will see where it comes out. I know. Could you imagine if we start off the next episode with him already dead, and I'm like, where's all the body horror that we want to see? (laughs) Like, we want to see Ryan Murphy. We want to see the horror. I'm just saying. Yeah. We we were promised alien gore. Yes. Alien gore. Yes, Priscilla, tell the peoples good night. Good night, everybody. I hope we get a pregnancy scare of the best kind. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Are You Afraid? Double Feature Part 2, Death Valley, every Friday via Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Papichula Radio Archives. Good night.